Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Donovan comes off a pick, guarded by Grant. Lobs high to Rudy, who packs it down with authority. 89-83, Jazz are torching the Nuggets right now. Jazz Murray, step back three. Got it, 109-105. I don't think anybody's stretching anything here, Ron. Denver's playing for their lives. Jazz are looking for the knockout punch. Five on the clock. Donovan through the legs. Rise, fire, three. Sweet revenge. Talk now, Paul Millsap. Talk now. What do you got to say? That's a three in your grill, Paul. Donovan Mitchell, you are something else. 46 for the kid. Don't talk to me, says Donovan. Don't talk to me. The Jazz win it 129-127 in one of the better offensive games you will ever see. 129-127. The Utah Jazz now lead the series three games to one. All right, you heard Locke set it up right there. I want to get your thoughts. I had a chance to do the postgame with Hans. Jazz take a commanding lead in the series. I've got a zillion thoughts, but I want to give you a, I want to give you a crack at it and, and bounce off what you have to, had to say. What, what are your thoughts on specifically last night's game? Well, they're playing offense, man. And uh, it is, I know in that uh, absolute wipeout they had, what they had let the, uh, the Nuggets score, 87 points or something. So they had some defense going there. But uh, I I rarely have seen a Jazz offense against an opponent like the Nuggets put up this kind of uh, clean offense. I mean, they are shooting the ball and they are doing the things necessary to to create those shots. But in some cases, like down the stretch last night, that that process was hand the ball to Donovan. You know, I mean, when he's feeling it like that, why wouldn't you? And let him uh, work his wonders. Uh, you saw them passing the ball in an effective way, looking for Mike Conley hitting the the uh, the, the open man, the hot man, hot hand. And uh, the, the one guy who who really stands out coming off the bench is is Jordan Clarkson. We just heard from him, but he he is uh, is giving the Jazz a huge lift in those times when they might have sagged in the past. So I I think this series has been really fascinating because I do think that Mike Malone is a good coach. And so we've seen him adjust to what the Jazz are doing and the Jazz respond thusly. And I thought the big story last night was that was the most critical game of the series. I think it's now going to be over in five. Uh, There's no home court advantage. You know, it's not Denver going home to stay alive anymore. And Denver has literally, well, I shouldn't say literally, Denver has thrown everything that they can think of at the Utah Jazz, and they've adjusted. Last night was a totally different game from the Nuggets. It was their last, uh, it, it was their last kind of uh, um, last-ditched effort. It was right. the best that they had, and, and the Jazz still came away with the win. And I think that's so important. But right down to the starting lineup, where they, they put uh, a little bit more size, a little bit more experience. They, they wanted to make it so Royce O'Neal couldn't guard Jamal Murray the whole game. And it worked. It worked. Jamal Murray had 50. He had 50, and he was awesome. Nikola Jokic had 29 points, Gordon. He was awesome. They got a ton of offensive rebounds. They got 17 offensive rebounds. They only turned the ball over six times. That was the best that this Nuggets team can possibly play. 
and they, they still lost. To, they and they be still able to lost. Play better defensively, but not much. Oh I mean, no, they, they've struggled in that regard. They're the worst defensive way. team in the bubble. I don't think when, they are better at playing uh, well, yeah. playing defense. I don't. Not, not without the guys who are hurt. But uh, I, it's the Jazz. <laughs> when, when when you saw Jamal Murray go off the way he did, and then you would see the Jazz answer it again and again and again and again. It's that must be. That must be deflating for a team, and I agree with you. I thought the Nuggets were much more aggressive, much uh, put out a much better effort in that game. They were going for it, just like you said. They knew that that was kind of their last stand because if you go down 3-1, your chances of winning are really, really slight. So they were doing everything, and the difference between 3-1 and one, and one versus 2-2, two and two, I mean, it's yeah. it's just like a night and day. And so, yeah, they threw everything out there, and the Jazz answered it. It reminded me of a boxing match where you see, you know, Thomas Hearns just firing away and have Sugar Ray just firing right back at him. I mean, that's really what it was like. And it helps when you have Murray getting 50 and then Donovan Mitchell getting 51. But the other contributions from the other players, you know, Rudy Gobert rolling to the rim, you got Clarkson, like I said. You got Conley doing his thing, and guys setting each other up with a timely passing. It was, it was, it was. Imp- it's impressive all the way around. I got a. Rarely have I seen the Jazz team do this. Now I was going to bring this up before you mentioned the passing, so don't take this like I'm. I'm necessarily disagreeing with you, but uh, it, it it was another impressive thing that the Jazz did last night because Denver changed the way they were going to defend the Jazz. They were not going to get passed to death. They were going to say, okay, Donovan, we're going to play you straight up. We're going to stick to all the shooters. We're not going to give you the open shots, and you're going to have to score 50 again to win. That's why they only had 14 assists. They probably, uh, David mentioned this in the postgame, they probably had 100 fewer passes in last night's game than they did in in game number three because Denver wasn't going to let them do it. And so they, you know, they looked at their game plan for game one where they actually won, even though Donovan scored 57 points. And they said, OK, well, it seems weird, but maybe that's the way to do it. We'll let Donovan go nuts and uh, and we'll stick to the to the rest of the shooters. And not only did Donovan go nuts, but the rest of the shooters made the few shots they took. Yes. Mike Conley had 26 points on 13 shots. Yep. Uh, Jordan that's Clarkson. Two, that's two games in a row that's happened. Jordan Clarkson had 24 points on 13 shots. So I, I, it was an impressive adjustment of the Jazz. They said, okay, you're going to play us this way? Fine. We'll beat yeah. you. Donovan will mm-hmm. take 50, and those other guys will score incredibly efficient with the shots that they actually do get. To go from 30-plus assists two games in a row to just 14 and to still have that kind of offensive output, that shows the the adaptability that previous Jazz teams have not had offensively, to yeah. your point. They, oh, they can oh, adapt oh. to what the other team is doing to them. Yes, yeah. And that when you have a star, when you have a superstar player, and Donovan Mitchell is playing like a superstar now, he can do that. It's like, what happens when when teams play straight up on LeBron? Uh, LeBron usually uh, gets the better of it. I mean, it, it, Donovan Mitchell. It was just like there was nobody on the court that could stay with him. And when you have an opponent who's going off the way Jamal Murray was. And you have Donovan Mitchell completely canceling him out. But then you have other players who are capable of doing similar things, like Jordan Clarkson, you mentioned, who can create his own shot. And when you have Mike Conley as hot as he was in that game, 
uh, it seems like you could say, okay, well, I'll say it this way. There are four players the Nuggets couldn't guard last night. Gobert, Conley, Mitchell, and Clarkson. And when you have that going on, you're in trouble. Yeah, and Denver defensively is just is just really weak. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and talk about the next round, but if they get the Clippers in the next round and Donovan continues this kind of pace and the Jazz offensively continue this kind of pace, that'll that'll certainly be very, very impressive because Denver that's is, why, is not providing a whole lot of resistance. And that's one of the reasons that I was keeping an eye on that other series in that game, and that one's all locked up now. All right, we have to get to, we have to get yeah. to that series a little yeah. bit later on in the show because I certainly have some thoughts with with what we saw yesterday, and so several jazz, people should be very embarrassed. The Jazz may not be looking ahead, but we can. Yeah, saying? right. Yeah, we don't have to take it one game at a time. That's dumb. I don't believe they do that either. <laughs> we control our own destiny. Yeah, <laughs> here we, we can go. do whatever we want. But you know, I'm sure the Nuggets would rather lose by two than lose by thirty-seven. But it, here's a problem with the with the Nuggets going. I I got your I, I got your joke there. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's the problem with the Nuggets fundamentally going forward, though, Gordon. If you build around two one-sided players, you become really reliant on other players to to make up for that, right? And if you don't have those other players, it's going to go badly for you. This is why it, Rudy needs to continue his progress offensively and Donovan needs to progress defensively because having two-way guys is a big, big deal because you can't hide Murray and Jokic at the same time anymore on the, the way that this roster is, is currently, con, uh, currently constructed. So, you know, it... it one-way guys you can build around, but you got to have those specific teammates there to do the dirty work. I mean, they're, they're really missing Will Barton a yes. lot. They are. And consider this, and, and this is mind-blowing when you think about what was at stake in that game last night and how close it was. The Jazz took 36 free throws, and the Nuggets took 13. Which, by the way, uh, Mike Malone and Jamal Murray were both somewhat grumpy about that in the postgame. Well, but the, but the way the Jazz were going at the Nuggets, uh, that defense and the way they play defense, they're more likely to foul. They're more likely to have to foul. I think it's more likely that the, the crew had some money going well, I will say one that, way, that, you uh, know, Rudy, Rudy Gobert did foul Jamal Murray on that uh, on that play near the what, end. What was the spread? The Jazz were actually favored, so they probably didn't cover. I don't know. I have to go back. You're going all t- uh, Tim Donahue on us? Well, yeah, obviously. Jamal Murray cleared space with his left arm, Gordon, and that caused Rudy Gobert's arm to hit his arm. <laughs> Let's be real and and and, and honest <laughs> okay. here. Although he hit his right. Uh, wait, he hit his shooting arm, didn't he? Beside the point, Uh, Jamal Murray instigated the contact, therefore, by rule, it's an offensive foul. By rule. Denver Denver honestly should have won that game yesterday. Especially in the first half, Denver thoroughly outplayed the Jazz and were somehow only up one. And then the Jazz in third quarters are just magic. They're so good in the third, and then they held them off in the fourth. I mean, it was, yeah, Denver threw all they had at the the Jazz and came up short. That's so, a great way of saying it, Jake. That That's exactly what happened. And as I'm watching the game, I'm thinking, okay, when the Nuggets got that lead, and they, I thought, okay, they, and, and they're playing the way they are, and the Jazz are hanging right there with them, 
I thought, well, yeah, that's impressive by the Jazz. And then the Jazz take the, what was it, about 10 or 11-point lead uh, the Jazz took near in the latter parts of the game. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, the, the, the Nuggets chipped away at it. But when the Jazz needed it, they, they got the points they needed. And it seems like it's, there was nothing the Nuggets could do about it. That uh, that uh, clear path foul didn't hurt the Jazz at all, did it? No, and I that was so. This is kind of funny, Gordon. I didn't have any audio with the game. Hans and I were doing the show, but for some, uh, I don't know why, but our televisions in our studio are not working. So I had to. We had to go out into the bowl to watch the the game on the flat screen, so we could kind of hear Locke, kind of just because he's so loud. So we didn't have. Uh, any audio whatsoever to go with the game. So was, was was that controversial at all? That seemed like the most obvious call in the history yeah. of the planet. Were there was there pushback against that from anybody? Because I, I couldn't believe I, it took so long. It's yeah, like that I, that is what they they meant when they designed the rule. Yes, exactly. And I thought that uh, I don't think there was a whole lot of controversy okay. there. All right, let me tell you. But, but I but when you have that kind of disparity. Guys going to the line, and the Jazz hit thirty-one of the thirty-six free throws. That's and and what the the Nuggets hit twelve. When you think about the difference in a two-point game, uh, that's that, that's that's a remarkable stat. But I think it's more because the Jazz are being aggressive uh, offensively, and and the Nuggets couldn't cover them, so they fouled them. 